Hi, and welcome to Troll Talk. I'm Watifa, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about race. If you're still listening, don't worry. It won't be anything too intense or argumentative. Race as a social construct, topic, and identifier has been very divisive lately in this country and even on campus. So instead, let's take a step back and talk about these things from our experience instead without being political. As a double minority, I know it's hard not to get defensive when race comes up. It can kind of feel like your entire existence is under attack. But I also know that it takes courage and understanding for us to even get to a point of actually combating any issue. So to jump into this one, I have two of my fellow con majors with me. I'm Mackenzie Wood. I'm a con major and a Spanish major, and I'm from a small town in central Illinois. Um, and my name is Matt Hall. I am a health communication major and a science minor, and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you guys for coming on Trail Talk with me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, how was your weekend? It was good. Yeah, relaxing. Yeah. Didn't do much. Yeah. That's yeah. always good. Not yeah. Anything. But I always feel guilty on Mondays because I realized how much stuff I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a reality check to figure out, oh no, yeah. I probably should have done something. <laughs> Honestly, like last night I was like, I should do stuff. But I was like, you haven't did anything all weekend. Like, why start now? So no, I just went to bed. Way. That's exactly how I was too. Yeah. Hmm. So you didn't do anything exciting? I didn't there? do anything at all. I did the dishes on Saturday. Really? Yeah. I have dishes that you can like. No. Come, no. no. I was thinking for my roommates have just been like <clears throat> looking at me. Like, are you gonna do those? My roommates have been slacking. Are you gonna do those? I know. Just the waiting game now. Yeah. Who would Who's touch gonna them? break first? Yeah. All right. So we'll see. Keep you guys updated on that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> so over the weekend, so I went to the humanities festival, mm-hmm. and um. Have you guys been there before? Mm-hmm. No. So it was like a Chicago festival with a social psychologist, and she talked about race and identity. And, and she talked about how, like, it can become an elephant in a room, and people try to avoid it, and um, how basically we put so much energy into not talking about things that it, it actually becomes energizing to talk about them. Yeah. So I was like, that's interesting if we can, like, kind of put that into perspective and purposely go towards things that we avoid mm-hmm. that it may actually like do some good first. Mm. Um, so what was like your first experience with race? Cause that's one question that she asked and I'll, it made me like draw back to my <clears> experience. <throat> like, okay, well, when did I first realize that I am black? Do you want to start or do you want me to go? Do you have something? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I'm from St. Louis, and St. Louis is a pretty heavily diverse city. Um, but where I specifically lived, um, my neighborhoods and my pockets and my social circles, like education systems and um, athletic situations, they were predominantly white. Um, and it wasn't like that situation where you know, like I had just never seen a black person, you know, because right. I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't like shocked when I figured this out. Um, but it did happen to me when I was a I was early in high school. I don't know if I was a freshman or sophomore, um, but my high school was a very wealthy, um, white high school, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm not wealthy by any means. My parents worked there, so I went there for very little. And so I was very thankful for that, uh, for a good education. But we went to um, 
we went to a school called Jennings, um, and Jennings is in a um, pretty impoverished and just not so nice area, right. and it's heavily black. And it wasn't until I walked into their um, arena, stadium, uh, gym area, and we were beating them. We were winning, like an all-white team basically was beating an all-black team. Mm-hmm. And the student section, when we were like when we were playing them, they were yelling at us, basically saying like, "If you make these things, like if you make more, if you if you win this game, we will find you." No. But the the worst part that actually kind of broke my heart was we ended up winning that game. Right. And I actually had a buddy who went to Jennings, and I asked him. He didn't play basketball. What I did, and he. And I asked him, so, like, they were yelling all these threats about, like, what's going to happen if we win. I asked him mm-hmm. the next day, like, that, that following Monday after the Friday night game, I asked him on Monday, what happened to some of the people who played basketball against me and lost? And he said to me, well, a lot of them got beat up. Like, a lot of them got the, the crap kicked out of them because how dare you lose to an all-white team? Mm. And so I was like, I realized, oh, no, that's that's a pretty stark difference because, I mean... I mean, athletic ability is also one of those labeled stereotypes between race. Right. And so when I kind of came to that conclusion that we broke the stereotype, I was like, holy cow, this is this is bizarre. This is just, this is something that I didn't even realize. I didn't know this was going to happen. I thought we were just, I thought we were just a bunch of uh, high schoolers playing ball. Mm-hmm. But it became way more than that. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know. To me, that's probably when I first realized there is a stark difference between, unfortunately, in the society of being white and black and mm-hmm. how people view us and yeah it's it was heavy figuring that out but at the same mm-hmm. time like it wasn't like it wasn't groundbreaking it wasn't groundbreaking to figure that out mm-hmm. but it was still very much it was like a, it was I was shocked mm-hmm. I was yeah for me um I was like maybe seven mm-hmm. and I remember it was around like Christmas and you know people give out gifts it's like secret Santa and everything so um I remember getting a white Barbie doll like I really mm-hmm. Didn't say like, oh, it's a white Barbie, but my mom mm-hmm. is like, um, I would never buy you a white Barbie doll. And I was like, you know, I'm seven, so I'm like, okay, but so I'm confused by it all. But she's like, did you have black dolls and Barbie dolls yeah, up like, until that point? Yeah, like okay. she, um, like if people gave me a white Barbie doll, she'll be like okay with it. But mm-hmm. like this time, I remember she specifically was like, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like. But, like, why not? Because I remember it was, like, active Barbie, and she, like, came with, like, a little, <laughs> like, what do you got, like, a bicycle yeah, like thingy? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm like, why not? She was like, because you, won't, you wouldn't see a white girl with a black Barbie. Mm. And I was like, right, and you have one. But she, I was like, okay. So I didn't think much of it at mm-hmm. that time, but I remember it did shape the way I saw myself. And, um... I remember going into the store and actually, like, pursuing, like, looking out, like, okay, well, are there black Barbies available for me? And there wasn't as many. Like, they Mm. were there, but it wasn't, like, a wide selection. And um, they definitely don't have the same, like, textured hair as me or, like, complexion. And I still see those trends throughout society, like, when I'm trying to find, like, makeup and stuff like that. And it's just like, well, there's not many varieties still now yeah Yeah. so that kind of opened up Mm how i um how i see race like how there is like an imbalance i think both both yeah yeah Mm. yeah so 
Yeah, that was my first experience. I, I don't know, I wasn't, I guess I was kind of shocked by it. I didn't think too much of it, but. Right, until you got older. Right, because it does shape how you see yourself. Yeah, yeah. I have a few memories. I'm going to try to put them in a good order. So my favorite baby doll when I was little was my black baby doll. And um, we got him from the Walmart. We got her from the Walmart that was like 15 minutes from my house, real small town, which I still find kind of strange and like really cool that they had them at that point in the 90s, you know, whenever I was young. Um, and she was my favorite. I still remember her outfit and everything like that. We still have her. Um, but I remember one time I wanted to take her to church. And we went to a, like, very, just, everyone was old. It was a Presbyterian church. It was just very, very traditional in our area. And everyone was, like, 75 and up. And hmm. mom was like, no, like, let's leave her here. And I got mad at my mom because I'm like, this is my favorite baby doll. Why can't I take my favorite baby doll to church? And I never really understood it. And I just remembered that that happened, like, this year whenever I was thinking about that. Because mm -hmm. I was always attracted to, like, darker features. I always thought they were prettier. Which is the opposite of what, you know, like society, society tells you. you. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, that comes from being from the small white town when everyone looks the same. I thought it was so, so, so cool. Like, it was really odd for me to move up here even as an 18-year-old and, like, see racism or see those things. Because I've always thought the people with the darkest features or darker features than me were the most beautiful. Um, also, when I was in fifth grade, always school, totally always school, um, whenever I was in fifth grade, we had a new student, and his name was Sam, and he was Mexican, and I just loved, loved <laughs> this kid. We were best friends all the way throughout, you know, graduation and everything, um, and he just, like, taught me all these things, and I'd be like, speak Spanish, speak Spanish, and he just, you know, it was just so, so, so cool to me. It wasn't anything like, oh, you're different. Or, you know, I thought he was cuter than all the other boys. Like, mm -hmm. all of this. It's just how I've always been. And I think it's because I never got to see it. Like, I never got to see outside of the white farmer bubble. Um, and then I came to college up here. And it was all different for me. And I was just so overwhelmed. I'm like, this is so cool. There's so many different types of people. You know, moved in with a Guatemalan. Moved in with a Puerto Rican. And I moved in with... Um, someone who was Dutch so and then even though Ashley and I are both white um she was she's 100% Dutch so we have different cultures and that was just so much fun for me um and then I started dating my boyfriend who was Mexican Puerto Rican and um I remember thinking he was going to be I remember asking him at the beginning like are you going to be embarrassed like thinking he was going to be embarrassed dating a white girl because mm -hmm. I thought it was like or like taboo, taboo. Yeah. like no not taboo just like lower just like i don't know how to explain it like really like, like it's uh he, he's like for I, some reason lowering his standards to date a white girl well like in his I, family yeah like i thought that it was gonna be weird you know like i thought mm -hmm. like to me at this point like white people didn't have culture like there wasn't anything cool about me i didn't have the pretty skin i didn't have the pretty eyes i didn't have all of those cool things that i think people from other cultures have and he's like, no, like, and he told me about all of this other stuff, how, you know, that's a, you know, 
that's a status thing or like a step up sort of thing mm. is what mm. he explained to me and I'm just like what in the world and that blew my mind because even though I had all of these interactions with with race or culture whenever I was younger I never looked at myself as you know I looked at myself as inferior to that because I was mm. jealous that they had that culture and also this is another thing I wanted to mention in there I remember the first time I saw a black baby when was was it recently? No, no, no. <laughs> I, was like, I just remember this? this so specifically. Um, I was younger than ten, but older than seven. So in there, and we were at Subway in my hometown, like a block from my house, and there was just like this black family in my hometown, which was just odd. It just mm-hmm. didn't. Hmm. It was just different. And there was the cutest little baby in the stroller, and I had never. I was just like going crazy over this baby which I love babies in the first place, but I had never seen a black baby until I was like almost 10 years old. And it was just the cutest thing to me in Mm. the whole wide world. And I loved it. (laughs) I still remember that moment. But Mm. anyway, it was odd for me to, it was odd for me to realize like what being white was because Mm -hmm. I had never had that. I was never exposed to like, true racism or anything and I think that's because in my town or in my area there was a lack of race diversity so there wasn't like the power dynamic like that stuff wasn't even talked about because it wasn't present right um and my family I mean they're accepting of everyone you know I had a black boyfriend in high school I mean it wasn't nobody mentioned anything it was just different you know it was just something that was new and fun for me. I loved it. But um, then whenever I started figuring out, you know, what it meant to be white, what other cultures go through, what other races go through, it was just, it made me feel guilty mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, I have, you know, like I just was born right. with this so. privilege, with this stuff that I can't even give to someone else. And just because someone else looks different than me or they have darker skin, like they they struggle through these other things that I'll never even be able to understand. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got their own experiences. Yeah. And I like Mm. to use, like, where I am now. My parents, my family has been so much more educated on race, culture, diversity, all of those things politically because of what I've experienced here. Right. Because they value, you know, what I've learned Mm. and what I've seen in my life here. Um... And they're just exposed to more things, so they've learned a lot. And I think that that's really great. It's kind of just bridging bridging the gap between everything. Mm. That's interesting. I, that ma- I mean, that makes sense because my <coughs> exposure, um, my exposure is also, like, it was, when I was growing up, it was limited. Um, but I went to a, I went to a university um, in central Missouri, which was a pretty affordable public university. So... My school was, I believe, I think it was half, it was half and half, white and black. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you got to have your, you know, sprinkled your races, your other races in there, right. um, obviously. But I'm, it was pretty much, just, it was half and half. And that was super interesting uh, because um, my exposure to that, I, I, I specifically remember going onto campus and just thinking, this is what I feel like the kingdom of God is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is everyone is communicating with each other. Everyone is together. 
everyone is like enjoying being in college for the first time. I mean, especially freshmen, because that's what I mainly interacted with. Right. And I was like, holy cow, this is so interesting that when we look at when we look at what we should think of as the kingdom of God, we think of people being people and people interacting with people and people having mm-hmm. like shared joy in the things around you. But then at the same time, like I was also in school when the Ferguson riots happened in my hometown. Wow. And so that immediately, like as soon as that happened, there was an outside world event that split the campus. Like you, you could almost cut that tension with a knife. Okay. It was so tangible. Like, um, I don't know, so, someone was talking about like, uh, why, why do the black kids, why do the white kids sit at a table? Like, why do they, why is there not really that much mingling? But mm-hmm. I feel like it's because there've been so many things that have added on over time that we've kind of forgotten the values of almost like the feeling of what it's like to be in an environment where we're all new, where we're all the same, and we all have, like, in, being a freshman in college, we all have no idea what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So we're all going to talk to each other because we all want to figure it out. And so I think uh, over time, as we get more complacent, we're just like, I'm just going to do what's comfortable for me. And mm-hmm. being comfortable is to probably be with your own race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I think it's... Because you don't have to learn anything new. And... Yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't need to learn how to be almost like politically correct in your in your speech with your yeah, own right. race you know i i don't know like <laughs> i say this but people always get on me when i say this i say one of my best friends growing up was black and like and it's like oh don't use the black friend yeah, yeah exactly like yeah <laughs> like don't use the black friend but like right. growing up like that wasn't the case like it wasn't he wasn't my token black friend like he yeah. was just my friend yeah. right. and so like to me like i didn't feel the tension that a lot of people feel you know when when they're talking about race, like, oh, no, no, I have a black friend too. Like, don't, like, I do too. And I'm like, like, mm. like you do, but you don't, have to, <laughs> you don't have to brag about it. Like, if I was to brag about it, that'd probably be the first thing that I would have said. Like, oh, I, oh, I had a black friend growing up. Like, yeah. no, I mean, like, he's one of my best friends and we still talk to this day. Like, mm-hmm. and, and he and I actually very, share very, very different political views. And, but that doesn't mean that we can't, you know, reminisce and go back to the time when we were kids and we were, you know, Playing basketball in his uh in his uh basement unfinished basement or when we were um, jumping on my trampoline and he almost broke his head <laughs> like we right. like we had these memories together that were like it brought us back to a simpler time when you know when I guess we didn't even think about race we just we just yeah. thought it like we were just we were just being being people together and I think mm-hmm. that's just what I feel like a lot of things are, are missing in today's age where um, I don't know. <laughs> It's it just sucks because like that's just not the that's not what I think the kingdom of God is supposed to look like. Where, you know, here at Trinity we keep we keep talking about the creation, fall, redemption, new creation thing, mm-hmm. and the redemptive qualities like they're, they're just lacking because that's what we're in right now. We're in the redemptive qualities of life, but we're not we're not really living it out if if there's such a divide. That's true. Yeah, it's really hard to um, reach out to people who are different than you because mm-hmm. I know. When I first came to Trinity, I was a transfer student. Depending, I would say, depending on, like, your confidence level, like, yeah. in a situation, do you, like, do you think it's harder for you to, sorry to interrupt, do you think it's mm-hmm. harder for you because you're black to interact with people who are different than you than it would be for me to interact with people who are different from me because I'm white? That may play a role. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it does in certain situations because, for me, I definitely, like, being from the city and, 
just coming into a space where it's completely different, people mm-hmm. aren't like me, I do gravitate towards people who I can identify with because yeah. there's a level Naturally. of, like, right. So it's a level of, like, rejection that you face. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if I come and approach you, like, I'm thinking about the things that I've experienced in the past with white people, would they be the like, would it be the right. same with you? Like, yeah. are, do I have to change who I am to fit in or... Is there going to be a level of expectation because I am black? Like, mm-hmm. if you see me, you're like, oh, okay, well, like, I don't know, stigmas may run through your head, yeah. and it kind of, like, disrupts how we interact. So that definitely goes into play mm-hmm. when before I approach a people group that I can't relate to. Right. It's like, okay, well, are you already <clears throat> expecting me to be a certain way? Mm-hmm. What if I don't live up to that expectation? But at the same time, I don't want you to... I don't want the pressure of having to be different or set myself apart from other black people because it's like we're all different, you know? Yeah. Right. So you're an individual, you should be treated like that. So that's kind of the struggle with yeah. me. Yeah. I definitely get that at Trinity's campus specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mentioned in class when I was doing my presentation on that, you know, this Dutch bubble that we're in, it's mm-hmm. it it just it's uncomfortable. And I'm not Dutch. Are, not are you Dutch? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not Dutch. And when I came here, I honestly, I didn't even know Dutch people existed. It's, exactly. Like, it's same. so weird I didn't being even think white, of it. surrounded by white people, but not being not in being it. Dutch. Yeah, 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 still yeah. not even being in the same, like... like I honestly, th- I when I, I first like, came here... Dutch, where are Dutch people from? <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, I honestly was like, I've never heard of, like, I've never heard of... <laughs> like the country of Dutch before. I was like, what does it mean to be Dutch? And, Honestly. and why just, are there Dutch communities? Yeah, and that was that's the so funniest weird. thing is like they're like I had I went to like high school and middle school where a couple of my my teachers had the last name of Van something. Mm. But I never really thought anything. I was like, oh yeah. it's just like a it's just a funny last like, name. Now but like now it's Vanderbilt. Like, oh yeah, you're yeah. Dutch. Yeah, it's like Honestly, now I, I can't get away that. from it. Like yeah. I would drive past buildings and it's like Ozinga. I was like Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> There you go, right? Yeah, yeah. that no. was really fun. that was really weird for me too. It was, yeah. Like you, you, you I'm just mixed. said it. Are you mixed? Like mixed Dutch or? <laughs> oh no 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 no. no. Like no, I'm, I'm Irish, Scottish, English, German. No, I'm just Scandinavian. You just Scandinavian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, which is that's different too, you know. It's no, that's kind true. Of, it's kind of fun, like for me, um, whenever I was coming here. Well, first of all, I'm from a farm, so right, that's right. different than like you know, white people that are from the city. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's and like... white people from the suburbs. White people from the suburbs. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then um, at the same time, like, we eat different foods. Like, to me, white people food is, like, white people food. Like, it's bland. casseroles and meatloafs and, you know, Casserole. roasts or whatever. But then so again, funny. like, you know, Dutch people eat different foods because they're Dutch. And I'm Irish, you know what I mean? So... I just don't like their lack of spices. What, Dutch people? Dutch people. <laughs> I think I it's so bland. See, I feel bad because I'm like, is that a white thing? It is. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> it see, is. I, because I love spicy. I love, I okay, love spice. And... I love spicy, but um, I don't know if I should talk about this. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking to a guy that's Nigerian right now, and he's like, he sends me Snapchats of what he's cooking, and I'm like, holy cow, that's where all of the white people cook without spices stuff come from mm. because his stuff is so colorful mm-hmm. and, like, delicious looking with, I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know if he was using curry or, I don't know. It was just amazing. We have, a, like, entire cabinet in my house. And full I eat, full like, spices. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I eat healthy, though, too, so it's kind of just, like, yeah. vegetables. I'm and trying. It's not good. Steak. You're doing good. Yeah. You're doing good. Mm-mm. But, um... Yeah, yeah. No. but if we but if we are 
talking because we're we're kind of hounding the Dutch right now. Like, are we are are we now? <laughs> I don't know enough. Are we now assuming a role of where we're yeah. being, or we're like we're like against them? Like, are we prejudiced no. against them now? I mean, I, I wouldn't say that. I, wouldn't, I mean, I, I wouldn't say learned, that, but I, I feel like that's a fine enough. line. I haven't learned enough about I sh I should have I kind of whenever I came here, I don't know. People say that Trinity isn't diverse and, you know, all this mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. And I talked to you about this a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. it's not, like, in the percentage of of things, you know. Um, but at the same time, like, me, the people that I interact with mostly aren't even white from Trinity. Mm. They're not. And mm. it's just kind of like, why is it like that? You know what I mean? Like... Is it because I put myself out there? Is it because I approach people? Is it because, you know what I mean? Or is it just kind of like a natural gravitation thing? Did I intentionally stay away from I would definitely the Dutch say, Babel? I, I, would, I would definitely say, like, yeah, you, you, that's definitely a big thing. Because I know, like, your roommates and, like, your first year roommates that I got to know pretty well, yeah. too. Like, they, like, you were first off exposed to them, like, right, right off the bat. And, but you also made the initiative. Because you probably very easily could have done, like, what a lot of other people did they just kind of like left their left their uh, their unsafe space and went to their people who are yeah. their safe space and mm -hmm. and i think that you probably made that you're I'm right very like, you did make that to learn like yeah. i had all of this you know it was so it was just so cool to me um but yeah like in the other day i was thinking like i said something in spanish to ashley mm -hmm. and my roommate who doesn't speak spanish but then i was like wait this is like the only person in my life daily that isn't even bilingual all of the people that I interact with are bilingual. Are bilingual in English and Spanish, at least. And I was just like, wow, like that's really cool. But I had never, I had never thought of it like that. So it's just kind of like Trinity. Like there's access to other cultures. You just have to be intentional campus, about it. But you need to be intentional, and you need to, you need to want to learn, and you mm -hmm. need to want to grow. And I feel like just everything in the world would work better if we cared about other cultures and we just got uncomfortable for a few minutes and we both, you know, two, two sides sat down and said, okay, let's chat. You know, I think that's all it needs. Like you were saying, just people be people together. Mm -hmm. but like I also, we're doing here. But I also think that like, people <laughs> need to be people together and like learn. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's where, that's where the, that's where the progress comes from is wanting to learn. A lot of people don't want to seem ignorant, so they don't want to really learn. Right. Because I've been in situations where people don't want to say black around me. And I'm like, you can say black. Yeah, I get I that. I am black. You I can say that. like You can Do say you it, but African-American or black? I really don't care. <laughs> I, I heard a comedian the other day. He, I, was, I was watching Netflix, and he, he was, I mean, he was, he's really socially awkward. So he doesn't know how to, to bring up this joke. But he was saying, he was like, where are all my black people in the audience? And then there are people like, uh, here. <laughs> you know, and like, people didn't know, really want to respond. And then he asked, like, what do you prefer, black or African American? And people in the audience were like, black's fine. Right. And then, and then, and then they were talking about, like, how in the news people will be like, and a person of color. And I'm like, and then people were like, yeah, no, we don't like that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what I thought. Like, that's, yeah. I, I would much well, rather say color, black. People like, why would you say, like, I don't know, like, I don't know. Because would you say the like, opposite? Like, would you say colored people? Absolutely not. Definitely not. Like, absolutely not. Exactly. So why would you say people well, of color? Well, like, yeah. what I learned a couple of years ago was, like, you're not going to call me European-American. Okay. Because I'm white. Yeah. I'm white. 
See, it depends so, on the person, I guess. It does. Because some black people are like, well, I've never been to Africa, so no. You don't mm. call me African-American. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. A lot of white people haven't been to Europe. <laughs> right. It's like, you're just you're just white. You're yeah. American. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Like, it is like a divide. People would think, oh, because I'm just American. Why can't you call me an American? Yeah. But I, I don't mind. I find strength in those things. You can mm-hmm. call me black. And although I've never been to Africa, like, my ancestors, and yeah. that comes with, like, a long history of it. And there's a richness to, yeah. the, to the history, too. So yeah. why not? But I guess it's person to person. Mm-hmm. Right. It's an individual thing for sure. That, right. that hit me whenever, because I had never thought of that before. Like, what? You're not going to call me European-American, so I'd... So why would I call you African American if we're from where our families have been here right. for the same amount yeah, of time? Yeah, we've been here for both whatever. like a century. Like, why am I gonna? Yeah. Wh- Make what, that what difference? What difference is there? My family came here when I, in 1843. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I don't See, really I don't have that. much cultural connection to that. Yeah, I honestly don't know when my family came here. Yeah, potato famine. That's when my Irish family came over. Potato. Really? Yeah, that's why I know. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, no, that's cool. We have seven minutes. You yeah. guys can talk about whatever you want to. Any final remarks or questions? Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, I mentioned this because, like, my personal experience when it related to race, like, um, I, I, I specifically remember when um, the Ferguson riots happened and immediately um, news reporters and, and, and people who were outside the situation were... We're talking about how, you know... So, do you guys even remember the Ferguson riots at all? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So, I accidentally drove through... I actually drove through Fairview Heights when, like, after they had burned down that mall. Oh, right, right, right. Like, yeah, the, yeah. like the day... It was silly of me. They, yeah, that the was... The mall was burned down, and I drove mm-hmm. through... I drove right by it. Yeah, I drove through about a week later just to see what was going on. People were still protesting, but... No, like, there was this big debate um, that people were having because they were saying that... Michael Brown, the kid who was killed, um, you know, the the police were saying, like, well, the, the verdict was that he had a history of violence and that, um, based on the autopsy reports, that, like, it, when the, when he thought he was being pulled, pulling out a weapon, when he didn't have on him, they, they, they realized that the police shot him and he was not guilty. Mm-hmm. But they, they were saying that Michael Brown is a thug. Right. They're saying that to him. They're saying he's a th- like he's a thug, and that if you, and if you are, if you just do, if you just go about your normal business, then you're not going to have a problem. And then you have this verdict, and then you have um, the Ferguson community, then loot, burn, and destroy their their community. Mm-hmm. And then people are saying, like they're saying, see, this is what it's like to be a thug. Mm. And so that I and I always thought to myself. I mean, like, for me, like, I just go, I, I'm, I believe in our judicial system. I say, like, yes, it's flawed, but I try to believe in it because that's, I mean. That's what we have. Yeah, that's what we got. And yeah. so I try to kind of just put my hope and, and faith in the leaders in this country. And so I, they're passionate about something. Do I think they should be looting and destroying their city? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But, like, where do we draw the line and, and why... Why is that? Why did we not just corral everyone who was doing this and say, "All right, you're all going to jail because this is what this is. You're, you're a thug. We're labeling you this." Like, how do we deal with those labels? What? How do we move forward, especially when something's like so like in your eyes? Like when we see something, how do we address it? 
Because, like, I, I felt really nervous to even talk about it, right. especially yeah. with anyone at my school, because, like, it was a very mixed political, mixed race school. Like, I didn't even know how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I was right. from there. So, I don't know. Like, in that situation, if if it was me in your shoes, like, we're talking about, like, how much I wanted to learn and stuff like that, like, I probably would have been like, hey, can we talk about this, like, with someone else? Because I'd want to, like, yeah. figure out how to responsibly, like, do that, you know, because mm-hmm. I would know that I'm from a different... Like, I would, I remember whenever all of that was going on, like, I had a perspective, but I, obviously other people had a perspective, and I would have loved to have just, like, had a conversation and, like, learn about it, rather than, like, it's hard for me to come up with um, solutions. I'm not a Mm. solutions gal. I Mm want to learn about, like, what's going on or why, um, and, like, how we got to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't have, like, a... An answer it's a, it's a hard, for it's a how hard to question. like go about that. I remember thinking that you know, like the looting and the danger, all of that shouldn't be going on. But you know, like there were other things that shouldn't be going on on the other side too. So like right. you know, and if and then like learning later on about you know just the what it's like being black in America. I mean, you you kind of have to just like I just want to listen to both. And learn and figure mm. out, you know, what what can I do? Like, how can I speak out? Because mm-hmm. I definitely think the Ferguson reaction, people were reacting um, to, like, more than just what happened in Ferguson. Right. This mm-hmm. was like, okay, we're angry because we have been, like, presented with injustice time after time. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is a reaction that has, like, built up. It's a bottled yeah. up explosion. Right. And so it... Um, like, pay attention to us. Right. Yeah. So, um, that's definitely not okay for people to, like, you know, go and destroy things. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that should become the face of the black community. No, Like, oh, okay, not. these are a group of thugs. And it's like, mm-hmm. right. that's not the case. Um, and, like, even from mass media, we already know how the media is not always right. fair with representation. representation. Yeah, not at all. And something right. that's really sad um, to me is, you know, like I said, I'm from a really small town, and my family has learned a lot because of me being here. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and I, were talk- we were talking about something, and um, I said something, there was a topic that was brought up, and I said something about how, like, you can't just, like, look at black people like this, and mom's like, yeah, but that's what we see. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. Like, I just, like, crumbled. I'm like, yeah, you don't see middle-class, upper-class black people. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not some, like, you don't see that because that's not what's on the news or, you know, like, that's what's not getting the attention. And Mm -hmm. it's like, that's still something needs to be paid attention to. Um, Did you hear about the the black family with the five kids that adopted six kids? Mm -hmm. There were six foster kids. And um, they were all brothers and sisters. The six kids were brothers and sisters put into foster care. Mm -hmm. And this family was like, no, we're going to adopt them. And um, it, they were on the Ellen show, which my mom loves Ellen. And um, mom's like, oh, so they adopted white kids. And it was just so odd to me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like my mom's eyes were like, oh, wow. Like, you wouldn't normally think that the black family would be adopting the white kids. That's true, though. Usually it's the other way around. Exactly. So yeah. to my mom, I was like, whoa. And I'm like, and I'm like, blowing. My mind's blown at my mom's mm-hmm. reaction. I'm like, see, that is so important to have. Right. On a show like Ellen, because now people are seeing a healthy, encouraging dynamic. home that's middle class right. black family. And I was like, 
I was like, yeah. Like, right? We like, need more Dr. stuff KJ like that. Like that. <laughs> because we don't have the Cosby show anymore. Like, yeah, <laughs> like That was like the perfect example. Like, look, this is a working we, class we love, black family. Yeah. Then Bill Cosby. And uh, Fresh Prince. Right. Yeah. So. And the Proud Family cartoon. Like, I love that stuff. <laughs> we have but, a couple yeah. out See, there. it's just things like that. Like, after mass media, I was just like aware of... Um, like what's what's presented, mm-hmm. um, and then like how you know my mom's forty, my mom's forty eight, and she's lived in that thing town her whole life. So there's so much that she hasn't learned that I've just learned in my three years of college here. And mm-hmm. I still say that moving up here is the best decision I ever made. Mm. Even maybe not even for like you know not for college. I don't want to say not for college education, but more for like like for shaping like social education, education. more like social, social education, mm-hmm. like opening eyes, like getting away from the small town syndrome mm-hmm. sort of thing. It just made me a better person. That's great. I think those are the things that we're going to take away from college exactly. anyway. Like, yeah, Absolutely. you learn things in class, but overall, yeah. the things that the you can, like, interact. And right. how you can, you know, show other people, educate other people mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I find valuable. So. Absolutely. Thanks, KJ. <laughs> Thanks, KJ. <laughs> Thanks, Colin Department. Yeah. Right. Matson. John. Dr. John. Hmm. Okay. Well, okay. thank you guys for coming yeah, and talking for, about these things with me. Yes. Thank you, Tifa. And thank you to all the listeners. If you are ready to explore outside yourself and embrace different cultures and maybe even have discussions like this about race, you can do so on campus. Trinity has three ethnic orgs that you're more than welcome to join. Asian Alliance, Black Student Union, and Sabor Latino all meet on different days throughout the month. And I know they will love to have you. Or you can research some of the things that we discussed today, like stereotype threat, representation, and color consciousness. But for now, take care, trolls, and we'll talk later.